welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show, hosted by Joe Mendoza. I'm sure you heard this before. The secret to living is giving. Do you know the secret to success? Well, on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to find one of the major, major secrets to success. And I can assure you that of all the guests that have been on my show, all my friends, colleagues, what have you that I know share the same secret. So let's enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks so much for watching, subscribing, and sharing the episodes today, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very seasoned commercial broker, investor, author, Brian Hennessy, over 36 years in the industry. He's authored three books. One's called The Due Diligence Handbook for Commercial Real Estate, The How to Add Value Handbook for Commercial Real Estate, The Residential Agents Handbook for Commercial Real Estate. He's working on another book. We're going to be talking about that as well. He's done multiple syndications. He's represented many companies in the Fortune 500 list. Welcome to the show, Mr. Brian Hennessy. How are you? Thank you very much, Joe. I really uh, appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time and super, super excited to talk about your journey, your wealth of knowledge, and some history maybe about some real estate cycles. So let's get started, okay? Sure. All right. So before real estate, take us back maybe for the audience. What were you doing before real estate? Before real estate... um... Well, I I laugh a little bit about it because right out of high school, I wanted to go into residential real estate. And um, it was back, I'm I'm dating myself, of course, but uh, in the mid 70s. And um, what happened was I never really got excited about residential real estate. It was just something about it. I just couldn't see myself doing it. I got frustrated with it. I just, first of all, there was mostly men in it and some women uh, when I first got in it that were doing it part-time as housewives and one or two that you might run across that were doing it full-time, but not very many. And I used to always say that women are much better at this residential real estate stuff than men, you know, because they could relate to the housewife of the, you know, of the household, have you? And and um, so I just never really got too excited about it. But what ended up happening is I ended up working at a uh, residential office and there was two guys that sat in a back office that did commercial. So I was always found myself going back there and talking to them about commercial and saying, hey, I found this property. What do you think of this? And they would always tell me, no, hey, look, you're either doing residential or you're doing commercial. You're not you're not doing both here. So if you got something, just refer it to us and we'll be happy to pay a referral fee. Well, obviously that's very different now. And um, I think the internet had a lot to do with that when it leveled the playing field with residential agents putting their listings right next to commercial agents. And that was actually the impetus for me writing the residential agents handbook for commercial real estate because I felt like they needed uh, a foundation to work um, on commercial transactions because a lot of them jump in and they just kind of wing it as they're going along, which they're not doing their 
clients any service by doing it that way, nor are they doing themselves any service. So uh, that's that was the purpose of me writing that one. But, um, you know, we've seen it change quite a bit. So needless to say, uh, it's morphed into a lot more than it was back then. Perfect, perfect. Now, you've also done some investing, some syndications. What can you say, like, over this journey? What were some of the biggest lessons uh, either as an agent, broker, investor, anything like that. What were some of your biggest lessons over the journey? Oof, I had a lot of big lessons. Um, one is, and if there's some uh, newbies out there that are just getting started or wanting to get started, is don't be afraid of failing. Okay, failure is just lessons. Is all it is. It's only failure if you don't if you stop trying, right? And uh, I learned some of my biggest lessons from my failures, right? You learn a lot more from your failures than you ever will from your, your um, successes, right? Because it gets into your DNA. And um, so don't be afraid. Go out there. It's part of, we as human beings learn by, a lot by trial and error, right? But as I say in my due diligence handbook, uh, for commercial real estate, you know, there's two ways to learn. You can learn from your own mistakes or from others' mistakes. And it's always easier and cheaper to learn from others' mistakes. So, but at any rate, uh, there's that. And um, use every uh, position that you go from, whether it be an investment or where you're working or whatever you're working on as a stepping stone to the next place. And if you look at it that way, what you're going to find is you will find the next step up to wherever you're getting to, if that's in fact what you're trying to do, you know, and I think most of us are trying to do that. I know I, I never stop learning. I'm always, always working on uh, either listening to podcasts or audiobooks or reading or talking to people because I want to learn as much as I can. You're always learning. Japanese have the term, you know, Kaizen, right? Ever in, uh, increasing improvement, right? And that's what you should be looking at it with. So whether it be real estate, life in general, parenting, I don't care what it is, you're always looking for new ways to, to get better at it. And if you do that, especially in today's world, I will tell you that, you know, you will not only be able to, um, be able to survive, but you'll, you'll thrive because the, the sad reality of it is most people aren't willing to do that. Most people don't even want to crack a book after they get out of college, right? Let alone be listening and learning and doing things constantly, right? Love it. Love it. So learning and not afraid of failing are some of your biggest nuggets. That's perfect. Um, over the years, what were some of your biggest home runs as an agent uh, or an investor? You know, I was very fortunate in my uh, real estate uh, brokerage career because I got to work with some of the biggest players out there and learned a lot from them, really. And um, also what happened was, and I'll, I'll kind of segue into how the due diligence handbook for commercial real estate came about. I had a client who... Uh, would invest as an avocation. He was a CEO turnaround guy. And uh, 
after 18 years of me being in the uh, commercial broker, he started a real estate investment company and he said, I want you to come aboard and uh, work as my vice president of acquisitions dispositions. And at first I was like, no, you just don't buy enough property, but I'll help you in any way I can, you know. And then he worked on me for a couple of years. And then uh, I decided, okay, you know what? I've always wanted to be on that side and, and do that on a regular basis. He was starting to buy some property. I think he had about a half a million square feet of office properties at that time. So I decided to make the move over thinking it would be a really easy transition to go over there from being a broker after a commercial broker for 18 years. And what I found out, it was super different, very difficult and nothing like really being a broker. And when my friends would ask me, well, what's so different about it? I said, because when you're the buyer, you're looking for all the reasons why you shouldn't be buying the property. When you're a broker, you're looking for all the reasons why your client should be buying it, right? That's right. And what I found is the uh, first couple of large transactions I was involved with, um, I got taken to school because uh, they surmised that I was not uh, adept in, and I was new at buying large properties as a buyer, right? And so I decided uh, after uh, some very painful and expensive lessons that I would start keeping a, a reference manual for myself because there was way too many things to remember. So I started this notebook and every time I learned a new lesson, I would write it in my notebook because I didn't want to reinvent the, the wheel every time I uh, went out and bought a big property, right? Just like a pilot has a, a pre-flight checklist, you know, even if they've flown 50,000 hours, they still go out there every time before they take off, go through their checklist, right? Well, that's what I wanted for my reference manual. And uh, it was about four years later, I, before I broke off on my own and started my own syndication company, we had bought about eight and a half million square feet, nine million square feet, and um, all over the country. And so it was a lot of, of uh, just transactions and due diligence and things that we had to uh, go through in a very short period of time with a small little group. We only had a small handful of people that were in this team that I worked in. So uh, we had to be really on our A game. And we bought some big properties from some of the biggest players out there from uh, Sam Zell's property, uh, equity option properties. We bought uh, uh, 1.85 million square feet. We bought uh, 2.2 million square feet from Transwestern. Uh, it was just a lot of a lot of square footage. So you really got to be on your A game. And that's where some of the bigger lessons is when I was dealing with some of the bigger players out there that I learned. But uh, bottom line was you're always learning. So this the, the due diligence handbook was something that it was my own manual. And so when I went back into brokerage again, um, I was trying to figure out, well, how do I differentiate myself? I've been out of it for so long. I so I decided, well, maybe I'll take my uh, reference manual and turn it into an investor handbook, never thinking it was going to sell one copy. So I, I basically, a guy in the office said, oh, I can make you a cover for that. And I just took a PDF and I 
put it together and I loaded it up on Amazon, never think it was ever going to sell one copy. And lo and behold, it started selling. So I decided mm, maybe I should take this more seriously if people are thinking it's helpful. Okay. And when I put a professional cover, so I put some stories in it about, you know, some of the stuff that we had done and, and properties we bought. And, and then I uh, uh, had a professional cover made, got some uh, endorsements, what have you, and put it back up and it took off and it's, it was, it became number one best-selling commercial real estate book, which it has been a number of times. And it actually uh, still in, I think in the top 10 last time has been for years. So, and That's I awesome. did it not to brag, but just because it's not this, that it's not the sexiest part of our business. It's the least sexy part because it requires a lot of work, but if you're smart and you learn it and you, and, and you make it part of your toolkit, there's no, you're, you're going to minimize your risks, right? And optimize your value because you make your money on the buy, you realize the value on the sale, right? So um, uh, that's the reason I, I say that is because I, I, I'm still blown away that it keeps selling as many copies as it that's does. Great. Because- that's great. So how about uh, you, you represented some amazing clients, uh, investors. How did you get in contact with these folks? How did you get introduced or introduce yourself? Uh, Okay. That's another thing that uh, you should put out there to your, your listeners is don't be uh, hesitant to put yourself out there. And sometimes it takes many, many uh, uh, tries on, on trying to reach people, but, but, uh, no is, you know, and, and if they might say no, but no is, doesn't mean never, right? It means they're not ready right now to talk to you about it, right? So there's a fine line I always tell uh, people when you're walking it is don't be obnoxious. Don't try to keep harping on them. If they tell you no, thank them. Hey, we ask them, hey, is all right if I touch base with you in a couple months or three months, whatever they, they'll tell you, no, never call me again. Well, okay, well then sometimes I don't, sometimes I do anyway. Right. Saying, I know you never told me to call you again, but, you know, I came across this really cool thing or whatever. Right. Most people are pretty nice. I mean, very rarely do you run into. I say rarely. And again, it's pretty rare because most people are nice. It's just when you run into those jerks that just. They're, they're, they're just miserable anyway. Well, there's nothing you're going to do for them. And quite frankly, I'm not so sure I want to deal with those kind of people. I, at least at my age at this point. I figure, hey, I, you know, I want to be a little more picky about what I'm dealing with, right? <laughs> so um, at any rate, that's, I would say, you know, the other thing is if people are nervous about calling them or anything, listen, um, the chances are there's a lot of other people that are nervous about calling them. So, you know, you call them, introduce yourself, be sincere, be polite, be persistent. And uh, eventually you're going to run into somebody that says, hey, you know, sure, I'd love to talk to you more about that or tell me more about what you have or tell me more about what you're trying to do or whatever. Because most successful people, big people are usually pretty nice. You know, they didn't get there by being a jerk, most of them. Right. So uh, don't have all these preconceived notions in your mind about they're going to yell at me and they don't take any, in fact, don't take any of it personal because they don't even know you most of the time, right? <laughs> Why are you taking it personally, right? 
Are there are there anything in your regimen or routine or habits that you've done? Because you've been in a business that's not easy for for quite some time. Um, like myself, just uh, a little bit shorter than what you've been in the business. Is there any secrets that you could share with the audience? Uh, routines, um, meditation, prayer, reading books, anything like that. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, uh, I've been a meditator for uh, about nonstop for going on 37 years. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and I, I credit most of the, all of my successes in life to that because what meditation is, is you're really uh, tapping into the source. And you are, I do it morning and night. And what happens is you're centering yourself, stilling the mind, stilling the body. And so it's, I liken it to a glass of water. You stir a glass, a, a glass of water with a spoonful of dirt and it gets all muddy and it's all, you can't see anything because the water's all cloudy, right? And dirty. But if you let it sit there still and it settles down, all the dirt goes to the bottom and it's crystal clear, right? It's the same with your thoughts and everything, right? When, you're, when your body is still and your mind is still, you can think more clearly. You can approach uh, problems and things more clearly. And it's much more uh, uh, simple and easier to, to figure out solutions when you allow yourself to do that. But most people have way too many things going on in their brain when they sit down. And I'm not saying that it doesn't take me a while to sit down and still my thoughts because it does, still does, but it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets, the better you get at it. And I'm at the point where I couldn't even conceive of starting or ending my day without meditating. It's just so much. How, how long do you do it? Five minutes, 30? I try to do an hour in the morning and an hour at night. An hour? So you yeah. just totally sit still. Is it a guided meditation? No, no. No, I have a technique that uh, I've been following for, you know, decades now that uh, that's what makes it easier because I see people try to, you know, the guided ones, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying guided ones are not uh, good because uh, it's also, it's a great way to get introduced to it. It's just what happens is if you did a guided meditation every time for the rest of your life, you know, it becomes like monotonous. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, you start listening to it pretty soon. Your brain is just going to probably tune it out because it's heard it so many times. It's like, you know, it becomes a distraction. unto <laughs> Right. Right. What's but, that technique, if you don't mind me asking, or you want to share the group? Yoga, uh, it's with a, uh, uh, through Self-Realization Fellowship, which which is uh, founded by Paramahansa Yogananda. Yes, I've read oh, his Mark diary. Yogi, that, yes. that book has made a huge impact. Somebody gave me that when I was uh, 18 years old. And um, it's no book has ever had the impact that that book Say it on. one more time because I don't think it came too clear on the audio. Audio, <clears throat> excuse me, autobiography of a yogi. It's a spiritual classic. Uh, it's by Paramahansa Yogananda, and uh, it's the book that it's it's 
it was voted the top 100 spiritual books of the last century. Uh, Steve Jobs gave it to everybody that went to his memorial service, had it in a brown box underneath everybody's chair and everybody got a copy of it. It was the only one he had on his iPad. And uh, he wrote it, he read it every year uh, uh, that since he was about 19, I think. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, book that just once you understand the universality of religion, there's no one way to get to God. So nobody uh, has a lock on getting there. It's just different paths, but different religions. And once you understand that and what the essence of it is, it really makes a lot of sense. And uh, I probably read the book a few dozen times myself. It's actually an audio book too, which is read by Ben Kingsley. And Ben Kingsley was uh, uh, asked to do it by his friend, George Harrison of the Beatles. And um, he does a masterful job of, of reading it. He makes it come to life. And it's, uh, it's I can't recommend it more highly as you can read. <laughs> well, for 30, 37 years, Brian, that's amazing. <laughs> And I, I love it because I've talked to very, very successful people on a show. I have some very, very successful friends. And that key ingredient on meditation is usually what they usually say is one of their secret sauces. So thank you so much for going deep into that. Thank you so much for sharing that book. I'm familiar with that as well. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience? I know you're working on a fourth book. What's the title? And uh, what should the they expect book? it? <laughs> the, the fourth book is uh, a book that is really has nothing to do with um, commercial real estate per se. Uh, I do mention, you know, my books in it a couple of times, but but more as an example. <clears throat> and it's called "Too Old to Hire, Too Young to Retire: A Complete Guide, A Comprehensive Guide to uh, for Body, Mind, and Soul." And what it is, it's really all the lessons, many, many of the lessons I've learned over the years, but uh, also what has happened since I've allowed myself uh, to be open and receptive to uh, things that come into your life, things that challenge you, change you, right? And you could probably relate to this, Joe. And so when I wrote that, uh, the due diligence handbook for commercial real estate. I never knew I was writing a book for others to uh, be helped by it. And it wasn't until I had friends that said, you know, how do you remember all this stuff? You buy all these properties and there's so much stuff to remember. And I said, oh, I got a reference manual. Oh, can I take a look at it? Yeah, sure. And I'd say, you gotta put this, you know, on Amazon or create a book out of it or something. It's really helpful. And I go, nah, there's too many books on real estate already. I don't need to add another one onto the heap, right? But it wasn't until uh, I put it up there and people were saying, thanks for sharing this information, it's really valuable. And then I took it seriously and put it out there. Then uh, I started getting emails, phone calls, and then people inviting me to do uh, webinars and I, I talk at universities and it's just, it, it just opened a bunch of doors and it wasn't until 
I allowed that to happen, that all these other things started happening. If somebody would have told me 10 years ago, hey, Brian, you're going to write four books and one of your real estate books is going to be a number one bestseller. And I'm, I would have said, you're crazy. I have no desire to write a book, right? <laughs> but but I, I kind of allowed myself really to be open and receptive and just kind of let surrender and let kind of God guide me and just let doors open as they, as they uh, appeared. And it's amazing what has happened. And what happens is, and I tell people this, and especially really in the, in the book, it's part in, in the tool to hire to young to retire. The book really could be read by anybody, even a college student, and they'd benefit a lot out of it. I just, the reason I positioned it the way I did with that title is I think the baby boomers, which is my generation, uh, and including the Gen Xers, which is, I think, 1964 to 84, right? <laughs> so, um, will also benefit from as well, because they're going to be the hardest hit. Yeah. They will be this economic tsunami that we're going through. And we're not, we're just at the beginning stages of it, right? Right. Is, is uh, going to be affecting a lot of them. And what happens is, is people's, uh, foundations just get shaken and they don't know what to do and they get paralyzed with things that you touch on, like your limiting beliefs. You're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? I guess I'm finished and there's nothing to do. And how am I going to do this? And, and I, and I tell people, no, 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 calm down. Whoa, whoa. You've got a lot to offer here, okay? But you just got to start thinking clearly and calmly. And once you start doing that and you look at your options and you start taking inventory, you're going to figure it out. Not only will you be able to survive, but you will thrive. You will be in a much better position than you were before because you will be taking control of your own destiny, okay? And, and I always tell people, look, the hardest thing you can do is to think. Okay, that's the hardest work, but even harder than that is thinking and acting. Okay, taking actions on your thoughts. But if you do that, you will be amazed of what you can do because we're only working at a small fraction of our potential. Okay, and unless and until you, you understand that and you start taking the necessary steps in order to find out what those things are, you're never going to know. You got to just put yourself out there, right? Put yourself out there and risk because getting out of your comfort zone is where it really begins. And once you do that, you will say, wow, I can do that. Well, if I can do that, then I should be able to do this, right? Wow. And what happens <laughs> is time you allow yourself an opportunity to get outside of your comfort zone, it gets a little easier and then a little easier and then a little easier. And why? Because it's scientifically proven, right? That the more you condition yourself to allow yourself to do that, the easier it becomes. It's like anything else in life, right? When you were a little kid, you, you talk about your, your story about the basketball thing. <clears throat> well, what about when you're riding your bike the first time you got on the bike? You were terrified to you know, to go on your own and pedal and right. <laughs> but what it became, it became, you know, it became second nature, right? That's right. That's right. Brian, this, this people, was... nobody, nobody knows what you think they do. You know, everybody 
is good at certain things. They don't know everything. And so once you get started, it's a beautiful thing. And it really is. Wow, Brian, you, you've shared so many nuggets today. I am super, super enlightened about a lot of things you share and super, super generous about those pearls of wisdom. Best way to get a hold of you. Best way to get a hold of me, you can, it's probably on my uh, uh, website e email address, Brian, B R I A N, at Impact Coaching Systems with an S.com. And uh, let me let me leave you with this. One thing I always tell people when they ask me, you know, uh, Brian, you know, what's the one thing that is that I should know about uh, becoming successful at commercial real estate? And I tell them, well, it's really the one thing that you could become successful at every at anything, really. And it's called love and service, because that's what we're here for. If you approach people your transactions, the individuals you're dealing with, whatever it may be with love and service. That's what, since that's what we're here for, you're going to come across in a totally different demeanor than if you were just going in and trying to negotiate a deal or whatever you're trying to do, whatever the case may be. Right. And just know for a fact that that's what we're here for. And if we're doing that, we're doing that conscientiously that things will start falling into place. And um, once you, I'm so glad you asked me about the autobiography of a yogi, because if I could tell uh, anybody, you know, what's one thing I can read that could help me in not just my business life, but all areas of my life, I would tell them that. Start learning how to meditate, because once you do that, you will be amazed at how your life just starts lining up and sinking. Does that mean everything's going to go perfect all the time? No, but you're going to be much more equipped to handle the vicissitudes of life that get thrown at you. Cause listen, that's, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to learn. This is a big school that we're in here. So, you know, you, you don't get, it's, the saying is, you know, you don't get stronger by, if you're a wrestler by wrestling weaker opponents, you get stronger by wrestling with the stronger opponents, right? That's right. You, know, you tackle these <laughs> bigger problems in life, you, you get stronger, right? Well, that's awesome. That's funny you mentioned that. I was a wrestler in high school, and we used to do this king of the mountain where whatever weight you are, you start at the lowest and work your way up. Right. I, I actually wrestled the most, the heaviest guy on my team, the heavyweight, and I pinned him. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I was wrestling in, in high school too. And I remember the coach used to, you know, love to line me up with these guys that were like, whoa, I have to wrestle that guy. <laughs> Which means you had to be even more, you know, hyped up and ready to go when we right. got in front of them. You know? Well, Brian, this was amazing. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for your pearls of wisdom. It was an honor, a pleasure to have you and we wish you well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joe. And uh, uh, love to come back anytime you, you want to have me. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I hope you learned as much as I did or more. So guys, look at the comment thread. If you've seen something or heard something, want to learn more about something, 
please put it on the comment link below. If you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that bell to hear the latest and greatest on the show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. I'm putting this channel together to hopefully add incredible value to you. And if you want to learn more about investing, you're new to investing, I highly recommend this book, Flex with a Plex. Also, this book, if you're having some challenges, as you can see, everybody on the show had some kind of adversity, including yours truly. So I shared a lot of that on Make It a Comeback, giving you some incredible tips to make a comeback. So get either one, Flex with a Plex, or Make It a Comeback. If you want to get more tips, go ahead and go to JoeMendoza.com. Again, subscribe, share, like, make a comment below. I really, really appreciate you. want to add incredible value and wish you all the best in your success in real estate and in life. Take care. Our company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our company or our company programs, products, and or services.